Liverpool Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. It's another episode of the Paul Leslie Hour. I got up early today to get this one ready for you. Pulled this CD out of the bin, and I thought, wow, you want to talk about very specific content. This one is with a man named Lambert Davis. Lambert Davis is an illustrator. He was born in Oahu, Hawaii, and we spoke to him by telephone. He was in Australia, where he lives, and he's quite an artist. Lambert Davis has illustrated a number of books. This interview, in particular, focuses in on two children's books, Trouble Dolls and Jolly Mon. Those books were written by Jimmy Buffett and his daughter, Savannah Jane Buffett, and the illustrations, of course, by Lambert Davis. As mentioned, he has done many books. He's quite an artist. Just look at some of the pictures in some of his books. They're just breathtaking. The very first place an interview that I did was broadcast was on Jimmy Buffett's Radio Margaritaville. And so that's why a lot of my interviews, not all of them, but many of the early interviews have some kind of Buffett connection. The interview focuses in particular on those two books, but I think it's a good look at this guy, Lambert Davis, and I hope you all enjoy. Well, first of all, a big aloha to Mr. Lambert Davis, an artist who has created many beautiful pieces of art. He's also the illustrator of many books, including the books Jolly Mon and Trouble Dolls, both by Jimmy Buffett and Savannah Jane Buffett. So thank you for joining us, Mr. Davis. Uh, glad to be here. Most stories start best from the beginning, and I think you should tell everyone about your island beginnings. You were born on Oahu, Hawaii, so tell us about the early parts of your life? Uh, well, yep, I was born in Hawaii, uh, lived there uh, until I was oh, about six years old. Uh really enjoyed that. Uh, my family and I, uh, as you know, were in Australia, and we still go through the Hawaiian Islands on the way back to uh, the mainland, and, uh, and we still have uh, friends and family there that we, we stop in and see. And uh, I think it probably left its mark. I, I still am very, very interested in, in just about everything on the water and, and especially the tropics. So, yeah, like I said, I think it really left a, a, a deep, deep mark on me. So how did you get interested in art? Uh, my, my dad was an architect, and he went to a school in Los Angeles called Chouinard, uh, which was... Uh, which was one of the main, two main art schools uh, there in Los Angeles. The other was Art Center. And when when I had finished high school and, and was uh, just fooling around, going to junior college and stuff, uh, he really put it to me and, and, and suggested that I, I get serious with it and got it organized. And I ended up going to a, a school in Pasadena called Art Center College of Designs, one of the top design colleges. Uh, in the country, if not uh, the entire uh, planet. So I so ended up going there and, and did a, a degree, got my Bachelor of Fine Arts in illustration, and then just kept chasing after it. Got hooked up with uh, a publisher that was in San Diego called Harcourt Brace, 
and and one thing led to another. Did a couple book covers for him, and and was offered a chance to do a do a children's book. We typically ask our guests who their musical influences are, but since you're a painter, I have to ask, who were your visual art inspirations? Oh well, early on, I, I was introduced to some of the uh, in the heydays of illustration, the uh, guys like N. C. Wyeth, who was is really well known and, and illustrated uh, like Treasure Island and and some of those really famous books out of Robert Louis Stevenson and things like that. And that was a real kind of heyday of, of illustration. Those guys were were well known through the whole entire country. But as far as uh, fine artists, of course, uh, Picasso and 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 the island paintings that uh, Gauguin and and some of those fellows did uh, are, are really, I find really appealing. In writing the book, in in illustrating the book, The Jolly Mon, there is a quote from you I read. You said, I had to do a lot of research down at the beach. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that that is just, uh, you know, any, any excuse is a good excuse. And, and I, I certainly still, uh, to this day, spend as much time down at the beach as I can. And, uh, yeah, just, just love it. I think that the, the colors and the mixture of the sky and the, and the water and, uh, and, and the surrounding landscape and stuff has always been something that's appealed to me. And, and it's, and even in my most recent books, the paintings that, that, that'll certainly show through. So, how did you come to meet Jimmy Buffett? Well, the, the woman that was the editor for the Jolly Mon and the, and the Trouble Dolls book was Bonnie Verberg. And it, it just turned out that her husband at the time was a studio musician. And, uh, and so through her, Bonnie, like Bonnie through her husband was in, I was all in Hollywood and stuff like that. And so she was, kind of coming across those people at different parties and, and all the socializing being there in Southern California. And it just, she met Jimmy Buffett and just put it to him and asked if he'd ever uh, considered doing a children's book. And he just he said that at the moment he actually had been fiddling around with something with his daughter. And, and it just went from there. And I was just was really fortunate sort of being... Uh, in the right place at the right time and and doing a style of painting that that appealed to Jimmy and and it just kind of went from there. What did you think of the the story of the Jolly Mon? Oh, I thought it was great. I thought it was really neat. I, I, as you know, it it's kind of loosely based on I think it's a Greek uh, myth or something or legend of along similar lines of a um, musician that gets rescued by a dolphin after the pirates throw him overboard or something. So so the fact that he did that and adapted it to a Caribbean tale, and uh, it's real kind of Jimmy Buffett stuff, so it was really appealing. I like it. And what did you think of the co-author, Savannah Jane Buffett? Yeah, well, um, I thought it was really neat. I, apparently the, the way the story came about is that um, Savannah Jane was kind of sitting on his lap Picking away at the computer keys or something, and and uh, and they sort of wrote the story together. And and she was when I when I met her is quite a number of years ago. She's just a little girl, 
and we did, uh, they, at one of the bookseller, I think it was a booksellers convention or something in Los Angeles, and we all went to it just when they were just, uh, just introducing the book, launching the book, and, and she was just sweet ass. Uh, I'm sure she's still a lovely, lovely young woman now. Did you pattern your illustration of the Jellymon after any one person? Yeah, well, I I did uh, a sample piece uh, originally because I was when I was just beginning my career as an illustrator, and so we did a sample piece because it was the Jellymon. Uh, the sample piece I did was I, I used a friend of mine, and he was a much bigger guy, you know, kind of kind of not rotund, but um, a much bigger guy, and. And that's what he said. Uh, he said, look, we really like the painting, but, uh, Jollymon is, he's kind of a Caribbean guy, you know, and he's, he's a lot leaner and this and that. And, and uh, there was another person that was working at Harcourt Brace, uh, his name was Michael Farmer, and he, he knew this fella through some other, uh, kind of, I'm not sure exactly how, but he put me in touch with uh, the guy that's in the book, and uh, he was just perfect. And so he ended up taking uh, taking a bunch of photos of him and stuff like that and, and using him for a model. So he is uh, just a guy that lives in San Diego that looks, you know, pretty similar to the guy that I use in the book. So. With your paintings, what is it that you hope the person reading the book or looking at the painting gets out of seeing it? Well, I, I just hope that they can really get uh some sort of feeling of what it's like to be in those places uh i mean they i've really just sort of lived for those moments that um you know when it's just that that quality of light and and the the temperature is just perfect and and you just you don't need much else you know and hopefully i can take you know the the readers and then the people that are experiencing it yeah I think you do, and both of the books, the the paintings are just so beautiful. And I've often thought, have you ever thought about making any of the artwork from either of those books available as prints? Well, not as prints. There was a there was a a gallery in Los Angeles right when those books were were being released and, and stuff, and and we ended up selling quite a few of those uh, those paintings originals. In the gallery, um, there was some talk about making prints of them then, and I'm just I'm not 100 percent sure how we'd go about doing it now. But it would have been nice if we would have got that underway at the time. I think we'd uh, we'd sort of miss miss the boat on that one. Well, moving on to the book Trouble Dolls, to quote the publication book list, they said soft in focus yet bold. Davis's colorful paintings capture the story's tone as well as its dramatic detail, a satisfying tale with great visual appeal. What did you yeah. think? What did you think of uh, the second book, Trouble Dolls? Yeah, I thought it was a good book. A um, little bit of a, a departure where we didn't have sort of the open ocean stuff, but it was. Uh, I think that one was more of uh, Savannah James really putting her stamp on it a little bit more. And um, I really enjoyed that book as well. There were some different elements in it. And uh, and while it didn't have sort of the song to go along with it and stuff, and 
it uh, it was still a real satisfying book. Did you pattern the illustration of Lizzie Reinhardt after Savannah Jane? Well, not not directly. Although I, I knew it was sort of the tale. You can see that it's it's a little bit uh, biographical, almost of the, of the two of them. Uh, her dad was like I don't know if that was right when he crashed his his plane or not, but he he had some you know there was some parallels certainly between while the tale was was fantasy some of the stuff that was going on in their lives at at the same time and I, I had met Savannah Jane and and I used uh, it was a a good friend from the beach it was her niece for the model and uh, and it just it worked out that she did look similar. So, on a different note, what kind of music do you like listening to? Well, listen, I, I still really like Jimmy Buffett. I I can't go past that. But uh, the, the other stuff, I, it's pretty eclectic. But I, I certainly like sort of the narrative-driven and, and, and guitar stuff, sort of campfire music, you know, and storytelling music. And I think, you know, that's, that's Jimmy's real... Uh, sort of forte and uh and just sort of the, the like I said, just the nice simple campfire music almost, you know, the stuff even the stuff that the old southern stuff that's that's kind of making a bit of a comeback now with the I don't know, have you seen the movie Brother Where for Art Thou? Yes I have. Some of that kind of stuff, you know, even all the way back to the Big Rock Candy Mountain and, and Stuff like that to the more modern day guys like uh, uh, what's the one Hawaiian guy's name with the guitar? I can't think of it right now. <laughs> anyway, so when you're not creating art, what do you like doing? Well, I um, I still try to get in the ocean as much as I can. I still surf and I do uh, a bit of sailing and uh, and. And of course, just sort of the camping and stuff. As you know, Australia is still fairly wide open. Uh, there's only 20 million people here, and it's it's about the same size as the United States. So I do a lot of fair amount of camping and stuff when we can. I've got two two young boys, a seven-year-old and a ten-year-old boy, my wife and, and I, and, and we do try to get out and see the country as much as we can. The coastline, I should I should say, I'm not you know I don't spend that much time out in the out in the never never as they call it here but yeah I wanted to go to Australia for a long time it seems like a really enchanting place it's a a fantastic country it's uh, we live uh, in a little town that's just about a hundred miles north of Sydney and Sydney Sydney and Melbourne are the two biggest uh, cities, but even being a hundred miles north, it's just so much smaller. Another another hour or so up the coast, and, and especially this time of year, there, there wouldn't be anybody on the beach or anything. It's just it's, it's a really, really, really nice place. And we're we're still we haven't seen much of it. You know, we haven't been to the west coast and and uh, haven't been down to Tasmania and things like that. But it's a it's a wide open country still. Yeah, it seems like an amazing place. It's been 20 years since the Jolly Bond was released and 17 years since Trouble Dolls was released. 
The book is still selling very well in bookstores, and it's found in libraries everywhere. Why do you think these books have held up so well? I I think just that when you look at the at the story, it just the story holds up, and, and there's something really appealing about it to uh, to children and even adults. Uh, the, one of the real important things about any book is that especially the children's book, is that the parents got to enjoy reading it to the kids as much as the, as the kids do. And I think that's one of the reasons that they both really held up. It's just the, the storyline and, and, you know, hopefully, of course, hopefully the, the paintings are engaging enough. But, but the, I think it just has that longevity. And, and also there's there's people all over the world that just love Jimmy. So, so they're, they're always going to grab him if they can. Well, I'll tell you, I do think that the artwork has added so much to the story because they're just such enchanting pictures. And then there's like little neat things that you see, like there's one, there's one illustration where you can see the frame pictures on the wall and there's like a picture of manatees and a reference to the other book, like you see the Jolly Mon on the wall. So yeah, I definitely think that the artwork has added a lot. Be good. I think it's. We'll have to get a hold of Savannah Jane again. See if, see if her and, and Jimmy are ready to do the third one. <laughs> that was my a, next question. We'll have a trilogy. It'd be great. <laughs> would you Would you consider a third one? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I really. They They really were were good fun to do, and and um, yeah, I'd, I'd welcome the opportunity to do another book and, and work with them. Great. Well, Mr. Davis. While you talk to us in Australia, this program is going out all over the world. So my final question, what would you, Mr. Lambert Davis, like to say to the world? Uh, just everybody, enjoy every day. Enjoy every single day. It's still a fantastic place. All right. Well, thank you so much, sir. And I would like to remind all the listeners out there to check out LambertDavis.com. Thanks a lot. It's been a pleasure. All right. The Paul Leslie Hour is hosted, produced, and written by Paul Leslie for Lifestyles Entertainment and Media. The Paul Leslie theme song composed, recorded, and produced by Jeff Pike. Outro music composed, recorded, and produced by John Goodwin, originally appearing in the short film Malukas and Vulnerable Jelly Things. Please consider subscribing to the Paul Leslie Hour, and if you like us, give us a review. It'll help other people to find this content. All past interviews are also available on YouTube. For more information, you can visit thepaulleslie.com and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ThePaulLeslie. Thanks for listening. Be good.